We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to episode 23, yes, 23, of the Principal Cast podcast, hosted by Teresa Stagger, Jessica Johnson, and myself, Dr. Spike Cook. Principal Cast is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in education leadership. For more information, visit us at www.principalcast.com or check us out on Twitter at PrincipalCast. Tonight's topic is professional learning communities with our friend Tom Whitford from Wisconsin. This episode is being brought to you today by Storyboard That, the world's best online storyboard creator. You can enjoy 25% off of any purchase today if you go to www.storyboardthat.com slash teachercast. Once again, that's www.storyboardthat.com slash teachercast. So before we go into our main topic for tonight, which is professional learning communities, which I'm very excited to talk about tonight, we will start out with our weekly segment of what's been going on. I'd like to start out with our guest, Tom Whitford. He is principal of three buildings in western, western Wisconsin. And uh, Tom, if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners and our viewers and just tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've been up to and you know, how things are going. Uh, well, my name's Tom. You can find me on the Twitters at, uh, at T. Whitford. Um, you know, I've been uh, an administrator for about 10, well, 11 years now uh, and really enjoy it. But uh, it's getting me that crazy time of year and um, trying, to, trying to get everything done, keep up with the pace. Let's see, we have uh, budget planning this time of year, tons of fun. Um, 
planning sections for next year. You know, it's that time of year where we're starting to look at the numbers and figure out how many sections we're going to need for next year. Uh, let's see, summative evaluation time, time to wrap up all those summatives. Um, oh, I got a big site visit coming up this week. Pretty excited about that. Uh, we're heading to uh, Howe Elementary, um, Matt Renwick School. He's uh, at Read by Example on the Twitters. And uh, we're going to go up there and check out his building. He was a spotlight school here in Wisconsin. And uh, we're going to go look at his building and see how they do their reading and writing workshop model there. So pretty excited about that. I'm going to take about four teachers up there with me and uh, uh, hopefully learn a lot from Matt. That's awesome. Yeah, we had Matt on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was talking with us about you know the the uh, digital online portfolios that the kids are doing you know at his school and you know just another wonderful we amigo so right now to to just to let you know so we have had Jessica who is unfortunately not with us tonight um, we've had Matt and I think we'll be having Joe Sanfilippo soon so I don't know how many we amigos there are but we are slowly climbing the um, you know the ranks of having we amigos on our podcast. Yeah, you know it's a growing group. Yeah, it, it's a it's a growing group here in Wisconsin. That's the nice thing. Our, we're getting more and more connected uh, leaders and educators on Twitter, and uh, it's good to see that we amigos group growing. That's awesome. Teresa Stagger over there in Michigan. Woo. What's happening, girl? Um. Well. <laughs> It's, yeah, you see. Uh, yeah, see about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, well, it's it's quarter four for us, um, starting about a week and a half ago, and that is uh, slightly frightening for me because now it's the end of the year, and I'm quickly realizing that there's a whole lot of stuff I still don't know <laughs> about what happens at the end of the year, and so it's it's actually becoming. Uh, more of a stress than anything at this point. Um, but I did start something cool this week. Uh, we do for our announcements in the morning. Tom, I don't know if you know that, uh, that I'm in a Catholic school. And so in the morning, we do prayer when we do announcements. And so I've been doing uh, this week, I, we started with the kindergartners. I thought it was eighth grade this week because they start with the eighth graders and they moved down. But this week it was kindergarten. So, so I started with the kindergartners and the kindergarten is... Uh, we taped their prayer with iMovie, and then I saved it on Vimeo, and I put it on our on our front page of our website every day, so that the parents can be a part of our morning prayer as well. So that was something we started uh, we started this last week. That was pretty. That was a cool idea. Love it. Yeah, thank you. It was very cool. It was it was fun, and then we also um we also chose um I had I couldn't figure out what to do for reading in our schools month because I'm pretty claustrophobic and I'm slightly afraid of heights and so they wanted to duct tape me to the wall and I was afraid how that was going to end up and then because I just really don't want to have a mental breakdown in front of all my students so one of the you shouldn't kids, worry about it I do it all the time that's, like, that's fantastic so they said you know you could sleep on the roof and I was like that's not happening so what I told them they could do is all of the students wrote a persuasive essay and the teachers got to use it for class, and then I collected them all, and I read them all, and I picked the most persuasive one. And one of my fifth graders actually sent, it's called Pitch Burst, which is like a dunk tank, but the, with a balloon over your head, and they get to throw it at a target, 
and then it pops the balloon if they hit the target. So, um, but she she not only did she write a really good essay, but she included the price list and she included <laughs> pictures and the website and where you could order it and how much it would cost. So it was like it was a no brainer. So we set it up and I did a little video that I put on the website, um, kind of revealing what their reading month reward was going to be. So. It, uh, you know, it was a little. It was a little later. We'll we'll do the essays earlier next year, but it was a fun way to get them involved in what was going on. They were all pretty excited about it. So, it's been a busy week, and yeah, that's right. So, Tom, Tom, just a little backstory on this. This is, you know, Teresa's first year as a principal, and she also wanted to start doing weekly podcasts with uh, some folks throughout the country. So I love it every time that she shares these, like, stories about, like, oh, that's right. I'm, I, I still haven't even gone through a year yet, and I just think it's great. It's so <laughs> awesome. The good news, Teresa, is... You will survive this end of the year craze. <laughs> bad now. Wait till May, but you'll make it. You'll make it. You know what? I feel pretty confident that if I made it through the beginning of my school year, I will make it through the end. <laughs> for, I mean, if you haven't heard any of the the stories, you have to go back to some of our earlier uh, principal cast because <laughs> she tells stories of just crazy, crazy things happening. And not to mention, you know, basically the Snowmageddon that's that's uh, hit <laughs> Wisconsin or um, oh, Michigan. Yeah, and, had it too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's been a crazy winter. It's over. And we've got another, I think, two to three inches coming, which will break our record. So at this point, bring it. Like, bring it. You know, we're two inches away. Bring it. At least you can say you made it through the, the record year. That's right. The snowiest winter ever in the state of Michigan. So let's do it. Spike. Well, before we even go into the weekly segment, I just want to or, – or even finish it. I just want to say that the um, the chat room is is just – it's it's going crazy tonight already. Tom has got a lot of people. Room. I know our chat room is awesome. And Kurt, another we amigo, is, was giving big shout outs to Tom saying that you know, Tom was the one that, that, that took the we amigo concept, put it on shirts, uh, which I saw all of them at ASCD uh, 13, which was awesome. Um, and, but it is just going crazy in there. Uh, so they Tom, are. if you get, if you get a chance, um, Throughout the evening, we'll be asking questions uh, from our chat room, and uh, they are very supportive and excited that you are here tonight. Um, Teresa usually does a better job of like being able to get in, make the question, ask the question, and then keep moving. But if you if you look at it, they're just they're really excited. The other thing yeah, that that Kurt said was, it's not even May yet, and you're talking about end of the year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a, if Teresa thinks it's bad now, she has got no idea what it's yeah. going to be like in May. <laughs> I'm, but I'm, the good I'm news gonna... is you'll survive. That's okay. I'm, you know, I'm always one of those people that I try to I try to look like 15 steps ahead, but it's it's so like I just don't know what the steps are. <laughs> that's where the struggle's coming. Is it's all of a sudden you know last week I learned that the eighth graders are done like two weeks before the end of the school year, and so are the preschoolers. And my son's a preschooler, so now I'm like, what am I going to do with this kid? <laughs> like, it's all it's all things I just didn't, I didn't know. Like, I mean, it's, you know, when you when you come into a, into a school that has a set culture and a set tradition, it's so, you know, it's, we've literally been, and I have a new secretary this year, so 
and, and I have half of my staff is new, so it's literally like we're learning as we're going because everybody's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, oh, don't forget about this. You know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculously crazy, but it's wonderful. Now, but, but, you know, before Spike jumps into what he's done this week, um, for those of you who didn't get to check out drspikecook.com, <laughs> I really think you should go there because Spike... Uh, had on a tutu earlier this week, and it was amazing. Yes. <laughs> That's actually what I was going to talk about. Um, I don't want to talk about I want to see pictures. You want to see pictures? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll find I got one. It. All right. I'll, I'll tweet it I'll out. Yes, one. yes, I wore a tutu. I'm going to tweet that out right now. Um, okay, so, yeah, I had a busy week this week. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to preface all this by saying that, you know, it's basically... To be an elementary school principal, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? You do what you do, the, whatever you need to do for the kids. Um, so we were coming up with uh, ideas on how to finish the talent show this year, and every you know, there's a lot of different schools that you know have done a lot of different things, and we had seen this Saturday Night Live skit where Beyonce is basically, um, you know, shooting a video. She hasn't met the dancers yet. And the dancers in, in Saturday Night Live were, you know, uh, Justin Timberlake and some of the other guys. So we took a little twist on that. And my fifth grade teacher, Ryan Hudson, who is always out there looking to take chances, and I decided that we would play two of those characters. We got our new uh, gym teacher um, to also play a dancer. So we, we kind of changed it up a little bit. And all I have to say is that when the curtains opened – the kids went absolutely nuts, and the parents, uh, in a good way, they laughed, and uh, yes, yeah, so it, I just tweeted that out. You'll see the picture, uh, and then when I get a chance, I'll go on my bacon blog, and uh, yeah, the whole video's there. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's it, on there? It's on there, yeah, yeah, so I'll have to, I'll have to tweet that out when I, so, but I'll, I will be honest with you. Um, the last two weeks, I was in practice a lot. We were doing, um, you know, sometimes two a days. We would go in the morning. You didn't dress rehearsal. <laughs> we were two. No, we didn't do dress rehearsal until the day of. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot of work. We had to work on our timing and what we were going to do. Now, granted, like Ryan and Samantha and I had easier jobs, but it it was. Um, it was really funny. And then the Amanda, who uh, – she's a first-grade teacher. She was the one who was coordinating the talent show. She had to not only coordinate the talent show but then also work with us to get this skit done. But it actually went really well. So Wednesday night was the um, show for the parents and the students, and then uh, we had an encore performance during the day on Thursday. So it was really good. And then not only that, I had – I was battling allergies and all kinds of things going on. So it was it was a rough, rough week. But quite busy. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's that's what I got for this week. So later on, uh, when we're talking about professional learning communities, because we actually do stuff at my school, um, I will make sure to to tweet out that link where you can find the video. Is so it on YouTube. That's the key. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Ever? Hey, Tom. Ever ever donned a tutu uh, before? Uh, no, I, I'm worried that if I put on something like that, it would only scare people, and uh, that would be inhibit the reason to come to school in the first place. 
<laughs> when you were saying this in the Beyonce thing, I was just picturing that single lady video. With it, oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. was. That the song? Yes, that's the song that we did. Single. We did that dance. We did that dance. This is going viral. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, tag that puppy and send it out. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. This yeah. could go on for years, Spike. Yeah, it could. It really could. I don't know how I didn't see the YouTube video. Oh no! I didn't. You know, I didn't put that on my blog yet. In fact, I have to. Um, oh. I, I put it on the school's blog. Um, oh no! So yes, I will. I will make sure I get that out. Um, I'm adding that to my calendar right now to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be. See, Tom, I don't know if you. I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen the um, the principal video where the principal goes crazy because somebody's in his parking spot and he's like jumping on the table and yelling in the in the announcements. And that's that's what we all started looking at during the year when we were getting like crazy. But I think that we're going to be watching Spike doing all it's this gonna, and the ladies in it too. too. It's going to be the best. It felt like you couldn't be any crazier. The stress it's, release. It's going to be the best four minutes and 57 seconds of your life. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so right, I'm, I'll get this out now. So, Tom, why don't you talk to us a little bit about professional learning communities? Oh, <laughs> well, well, I've been a big fan of professional learning communities for quite a while, to be honest with you. Um, when I first came up to the Dodgeville School District, when I first came up to Wisconsin, um, I was lucky to hit the district right when they were beginning uh, the professional learning communities model. And um, we started off by doing a district-wide book read of whatever it takes. And uh, it, was, it was a fantastic thing because we had, we had in Dodgeville, we had um, weekly professional development time built in, PLC time, I should say. So every Wednesday, students were released early and teachers had a chance to come together and collaborate. And so quite a few of those Wednesdays at the beginning of the year were committed to going through the book read of whatever it takes. And it really got everybody on the same page as far as what a PLC is. And we modeled it after DeFore's work. Uh, and it was a fantastic thing. The other thing was, uh, I was actually from the Gurney area down in Illinois, which is just a short drive away from uh, uh, Lincolnshire, where Adelaide Stevenson is. And as a matter of fact, a good friend of mine was uh, head of the biology department there. So I got a hold of them, set up a couple site visits, and we actually took teachers down to Adelaide Stevenson to see how they were doing PLCs there. And it was amazing to see the teachers come back from that. It, it was great because we have a three-hour drive. Well, coming back from Stevenson, that was three hours of conversation about nothing but PLCs. So what are we going to do? It was, it was awesome. And so to say the least, the whole district was pretty fired up and figuring out how can we do this, how can we make this work for us, and uh, it was a great thing, it really was. So the book, uh, could you mention that book again? Because we, we'll make sure. To I get... just found it, and I'm, oh. I'm tweeting it into the chat room, and She's I'll send it out. She's so now. smart. She, it's whatever it takes, and you know what? And that's her attitude on uh, Principal Cast <laughs> because she's in the chat room, she's on Twitter, and she does whatever it takes to get this thing moving. I've watched a few episodes, I have to say, and she's a good multitasker. I she is. It's all I can do to concentrate on the words coming out of my mouth. That's right. That's right. When you guys I'll, I'll, I'll get the information out. <laughs> we'll be good. She'll so, pick up on that quick as she boxes with me too. That's, that's right. What, what's he trying to say? 
And by, so, and by the way, just a really good, just a heads up, I, I tweeted out the link to buy the book. You can get it via paperback um, yep. at Amazon for a penny right now. So just a heads up. Uh, that's that's oof, penny. Do you, do, you mail them, do you like mail them like a penny in an envelope? <laughs> Move on. <laughs> All right. We were going to be serious this week, but... Um, Oh, and I know they've actually updated the book since then, and I, I don't remember what they call it now. Um, and there's several versions of their professional learning community books from Solution Tree. That was that was the first one. Okay. And they've updated it since then, but you can find that old copy there, and I, I liked it. It was real simple and easy to follow. But the other the other book that really helped us move through then was uh, Learning by Doing. That's the other book that Solution Tree put out, and Learning by Doing is great because it it provides a lot of black line masters. Right. And so you can go in there and see when you have a PLC meeting, here's a format that you can follow and even a form that you can use to hold the meeting. Um, it gives you examples of uh, the pillars of PLCs and what, maybe what you want to post up in your, in your building or in your classrooms and things like that just as reminders. Um, so uh, the, the Learning by Doing book is another great one uh, for those just starting out. You know, um... The way I got into PLCs actually was my literacy coach. She is um, she's in a doctoral program at Rowan University. That's where I went. So, um, but they kind of changed the focus a little bit of the program after I'd gone through. And one of her early classes was on PLCs. So she had a whole class designed for this. And I remember her. You know, we'd sit down. We talk about you know how could we make you know you know the, the professional learning for everyone you know more authentic and you know more you know more learner centered. And she started talking to me about PLCs, and I was like, honestly, I don't think we can pull this off because you know as an elementary school, we only have most of our teachers only have off you know 40 minutes a day, and there were some contractional issues that were going on. So. Um, and it was it was amazing because then what she said was like, well, why are you thinking inside the day? Why why don't you think? You know, you normally think outside the box. Why don't you think outside the box a little bit more? And um, it took me a little bit while for it, it took me a while for, for to to really connect with it. Um, but then once I once I made that that connection and I had read some of the I guess the resources that we'll talk about tonight. Um, I, I really started to see, okay, this could really just revolutionize the way we do faculty meetings. So that's what we did this year. We just we we said that we're not going to do traditional faculty meetings unless it was a really, you know, something that we had to do or some of the district mandated like, you know, anti-bullying or, you know, suicide prevention type of things. And um, so twice a month we have our PLCs going. And it actually works out much better because if we did it during the day, <coughs> excuse me, the only ones who would be able to participate are probably like grade levels. So this actually allows us for vertical articulation, horizontal, uh, the special areas are involved, everybody's involved. Um, and what we did is we took, because uh, um, we're in a, like a turnaround school in, in New Jersey, and um, so the, we had to base it on our needs. So we, we have a math PLC, a language arts PLC, uh, a technology, and then uh, so they meet once a month, and then the other three are uh, like our. We have a healthy schools initiative, we have a, a family and community engagement, and we have a, a PBIS one. So 
people lead them, people participate in others. So that's kind of how we structured it. it. Could you talk a little bit about what you do specifically at your school? Um, the building I'm at now, we, we've, I've come into a district that also has been doing PLCs for a while. It was really nice because uh, it, it goes along with my philosophy. Um, but we've already had set up a PBIS PLC. Uh, we also have a building leadership team that comes together as a PLC, and we kind of plan uh, what we're going to be doing for the next year, kind of our school improvement planning and pieces like that. Um, and then there's grade-level PLCs, although we've broken ours down into units uh, because, again, it's, it's hard to find that chunk of time during the day that everybody can meet. Um, so we, we have a, a K2 unit, uh, or no, excuse me, a K1 unit, a 2-3 unit, and a 4-5 unit. They meet as a unit there and then and do some PLC work too. But then our district also uh, tries to provide monthly collaboration time. And right now the real focus on that is, is developing curriculum maps and things too. Um, nice. So, yeah, th there's really kind of a lot of collaboration time kind of built into our schedule already. Ideally, you know, you like to try to sneak that in during the day, but like you said, at an elementary level, it, it gets hard to find a common plan time when you have to be pretty creative with your scheduling and, and maybe have some flexibility with your specials teachers too. Yeah, so do you think, like, if you were advising me, like saying like like what I just shared with you and and uh, so we're you know we're a couple months into this now. Do you think that we're we're going down the right road here? It sounds like you are. I mean, you have all your units put together that you, that you're looking for. Uh, the real key with PLCs, though, you know, is it a focus on learning? Are you using data to make your decisions, or is it just folks getting together? Because I mean, I think a lot of folks when they first hear about PLCs and what they're like, they just think it's a, a team meeting. Um, right, it's right. A, a group of grade level teachers getting together, and uh, yeah, we're still planning uh, what unit are you doing next, and uh, what field trips coming up, and that's really not what they are. I think you need those meetings still, and you still need time to do those, um, but that's not a PLC. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it. I mean, it's a shift in focus, and if you're focused on the right things when you're gathering together, then I'd say you're you're headed down the right path, and that's where some of those books and things from Solution Tree have really helped us steer ourselves and make sure we're having the right conversations. Yeah, we try to, um, you know, we have an agenda, and, and most of the time, because, like, what I'll say to the PLC chairs, because we're, we're using the McCrell evaluation, like, you know, you really want to earn that distinguished. I mean, that's what, what running a PLC is all about. You know, so they, they'll they'll come up with their own agendas. They'll do uh, a note taker. They'll have some, you know, they'll at the end, they'll do, you know, pluses and deltas, you know, things that went well, things that they could work on. Um, it's funny how what I've noticed, which is the beauty of this, is that some of the PLCs are starting to overlap. So um, our home and school association, I mean, I'm sorry, our, our parental, you know, what do they call it? Home and, home and community, school and community, I can't even remember what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. Because um, <laughs> we have a home and school association, and then we have a family and community PLC. Sorry, that's what it uh, is. Okay, yeah. So uh, the chair of that, um, uh, Becky, she tried out new things that the folks in the technology PLC, they weren't even familiar with. Like one time she ran her meeting with Padlet, which was so cool because then you start seeing the inner, you know, the inner workings of, you know, having uh, her try something out and then get the feedback from the, the folks in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, in the technology PLC. And then um, tomorrow night, the, um, the healthy schools, 
um, PLC and the family and community engagement, they work together to put on this reading and fitness night. And I'm like, oh my god, like this is like, this was this was awesome, you know. And we're still like, we're still in our first year. Yeah, I like the sound of that. That sounds like a, a cool event right there. Yeah, so they they really seem to be you know trying to to work together and you know and stay stay focused on on the data and we can go into that a little bit. But I I know that I can just read Teresa and I know that she has some good stuff from the chat room. I'm actually I'm, they're they the We Amigos have taken over the chat room. Oh goodness! And they are they are hysterical. <laughs> they're hysterical. Joe Sanfilippo and Kirby oh, boy. are. All over each other in this chat. <laughs> Talking, uh, Joe Kurt asked Joe if he's doing superintendent hair care chat tomorrow. And if you've never seen Joe's Twitter um, Twitter icon, it's funny because he's got no hair. Um, he's, he's bald, not doesn't have any hair. But um, but Matt um, Watchell says each Thursday night at nine Eastern. Uh, there's an all things PLC chat that is a great chat dedicated to furthering schools and individuals understanding and implementation of PLCs, and so that's a good one. And then they're going back and forth with how to find your first tweet. I don't know if you guys have all seen that. Oh yes, yes. So so then they're going they're going <laughs> to check it out. But I was actually going to share. Uh, I well I was trying to to share the information on the PLC chat but I didn't have enough characters so was, that's that's why I looked like I was really focusing because I was trying to figure out how to make those words look like real words and still get them out in 140 characters. Um, well, I can tell you the All Things PLC chat is just hashtag ATPLC. Yes. Okay. All you need is that hashtag there and they do they have some great folks down there um, to connect with and ask questions of if you're, if you're just starting PLCs or you're doing them for a while and you're not sure where to go from there. Um, there's some folks that have done PLCs um, and some solution tree speakers actually for PLCs that join that tree, that join that chat quite often. That's fantastic. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, yeah. Just to, you know, to learn a little bit more because, um, you know, like I said, we're we're you know we're trying to go along through it, and and I think you know, what what I've benefited from is having, um, you know, my lit coach. Um, you know, give me direction as, you know, she goes through and observes and takes a look at, at, at what everyone's doing and then kind of goes back to, okay, so you do you realize that we're at this stage, you know, so she has that that knowledge. I think that that's what you were talking about, Tom, where it's like, you know, there's a lot of things that are out there that can really help you as far as getting these these things going. So um, I, I really benefit from that, from, from her, you know, giving me the... Uh, you know the background of it, and just kind of grounding it in the research. Yeah, there's there's definitely some great resources. That, and as you move through the PLC journey, there are obstacles that you'll hit, or you'll hit plateaus where you where you're not sure how to move forward from there. You, you seem like you're doing the same thing over and over. And either by going to some of those resources that you can find through Solution Tree, or connecting with folks like on on the ATPLC chat um, on Thursday nights, you'll get some good ideas of what it is that you're sticking at and, and what you need to do to move forward because sometimes you don't even realize that you've hit a plateau and you're, it's like it's like exercise. Um, you, you'll hit a plateau and after a while you got to change up your routine a little bit to, to figure out how to move on. And, it's interesting. Uh, you, you know, one of the things that, that we had talked about when we were reflecting on the, the last couple is that um, 
you know, and like I said, she's she's very much into the into the doctor program. So she talked to me about Fullen's idea of collaborative competitiveness. So when you have a PLC chair, like I said, who you know runs out and finds Padlet and you know has everything you know uh, focused on you know how how to gain you know more family community engagement in the school that really kind of sets the bar and then the next time you know when when people go or if there's a chair that's sitting in her um, her PLC you know they immediately you know will have these conversations like well wait we want to make it you know make ours better we want to make ours more engaging and I and it's it just it's so cool because it's just happening and it's happening very organically um, but there is a you know like I said there is there is a, a method to to all of this we we started um, PLCs this year because it, the struggle that we have in our building is that we're not a part of a district very much. I mean, we're part of the archdiocese, but we don't ever have district in services. There's nothing for the teachers, and because it's a small building, we only have one grade, one group of every grade. So what we did is we took our um, I have pre-K through first grade, second grade through fourth grade, and then the middle, so fifth grade through eighth grade, and we took those groups they took the Iowa scores and based uh, the Iowa is our the standardized test that we take yep. and um, they took those scores and tried to figure out within their individual groups what their classes are struggling with and so it was it was kind of interesting because we the pre-k through one group and then the two through four group both found that their their classes were all the lowest in vocabulary so they've kind of taken it upon as a school-wide um, a school-wide SMART goal to increase vocabulary. And that's been really nice because then then we received some books from ASCD to proof, and one of the books was Vocab Rehab. Not to proof, but to, to check out and see if we wanted to have any of the authors on the show. And the Vocab Rehab book, was it fit perfectly because it's one of the ARIA's books, so it's, you know, it's very short, it's 30 pages. So we're doing a book study on it um, within, you know, those two PLCs because that's what they chose as their as their thing, but it's it, it's been really nice for those small groups, and then we implemented a one-to-one -one iPad program this year, so the PLCs have kind of helped in that, you know, with just breaking it up for them too. It's not that's not a database part of it, but I feel like having them broken into those smaller groups has really helped in that part of it. Well, I'm assuming too, Teresa, that you know when you looked at your Iowa Basic Skills Test and that data there, it said the vocabulary was a need. So it's not that teachers chose it. The data told you what you needed right. to do. That's right. And that's really, I mean, that's the difference between a PLC and, and the other things that are going on. You you yeah. go, you make those data decisions. Data decisions. So um, it, it sounds like you guys are following the right steps there and moving on the way you should be. <laughs> Craig Yen says they tend to call these committee groups. <laughs> they're yeah, yeah. they're about they're about a minute behind us in the chat room. So just to give that a heads up. They're on um, chat room standard time. <laughs> <laughs> it's in between Eastern, which we're on, and Central, which you're on. So right. they're they're, in, they're on they're on chat room time. So um, Tom, can you talk a little bit about any of the pitfalls that that you've run into? Um. Some of the easiest pitfalls are, you know, you, you get these groups organized, and unless you're there as the leader at every one of the uh, the PLC meetings, 
it's easy for them to fall back into old habits. And so I think one of the things that you really want to do right up from the get from the beginning is set your team norms. Set norms for your meetings so we know how we're going to react, how we're going to treat each other, and what the focus of our meetings needs to be. Because you can always fall back to the norms and say, I think we're getting off track, guys, and just call it norm. Um, so I, I think that's a real key concept for all for everything. The other thing is your meetings should be based off of your vision. So whatever your school vision is, that should really drive your meetings. How are we doing towards meeting our vision? And uh, and th those are some key things there that if you can just remind yourself to check into those two things all the time, your meetings will probably go okay. You know, uh, there's they call it the big three of what uh, PLCs are all about. You know, results orientation and uh, learning focused. So I mean, those those are some things that you just always want to keep in mind in your meetings, and and maybe even post them on the walls that wherever you guys decide to meet as a team, so that you can sit there and go, are we on task? Are we on task with what we're supposed to be doing? I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like that too. Um, just to kind of keep everybody on the same page. I like the vision based, um, and that's funny because like we're we're going through this time right now where we're trying to define what that is. Like in our district, we talk about being world class, and world. But how are we going to define that? You know, through through our school, you know, and that's that's one of the things that I think as as educators, you know, when we, when we put missions and visions together, you know, um, even for a district. You know that's okay to adopt, and you want to, you know, you want to, you know, go along with what everyone else is doing. But then you also want to be able to define that for yourself. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, I've been in a few different districts now over the past five years, and um, to be honest with you, there is a district mission statement and a district vision statement, but I think each building has its own too, and, and it should probably align up with what the district mission statement is, but. Each building is going to have its own flavor and its own approach to things and how they how they do things there. And uh, the the real key is as you're sitting there making decisions in your meetings, does it line up with what our vision is? Because if it's not, we're off track. We're off track with what we want to be doing. I mean, to me, a vision statement isn't something you just throw out there, a bunch of fluffy, pretty words, and you go for it. It really should mean something. It should really drive how you're going to do things in your school. And so, to me, when you're when you're having those meetings, if you can look back at the end of the meeting and say, "Is that still what what we're are we still aligning ourselves to uh, the vision statement that we've laid out?" And and to me, that's where alignment is such a big thing too, because um, you can have all these different things going on, but if they're not aligned, they're never going to come back together and work that well. Um, so, to me, that just always referring back to those pillars of what we're all about is a key thing. That's awesome. I was looking in the chat room. Uh, Natalie uh, said a PLC sounds like a small group of teachers meeting to identify data and share how to improve and implement it for PD. This can help teachers to use the word we instead of I am doing this to help my students, which I think is a really good point. Uh, you know, another big thing, though, I, it, to me, sometimes it's just semantics. But if you're a professional learning community, it's not about professional development. It's about your professional learning. So when those groups come together, it's not just deciding what our next PD is and things like that. It's your day in, day out learning. Learning of kids, learning of teachers. If, if everybody in the building isn't learning, then nobody's probably learning. 
Joe Sanfilippo just said in the chat room that he sends out tweets saying the first five people that can find him at a basketball game and tell him the vision of our school gets a t-shirt. Parents run to find him. That's awesome. That's a really, really cool thing. Joe does some amazing things. I mean, I, I dream of having a, a district leader like him sometime because that guy's got more energy. Well, in case you didn't know it, I think he also mainlines five-hour energy. He right, the right. all the time. Right. Um, but uh, he, he, the guy's a, a powerball of energy, and to have the, the passion like that would just be, to me, inspirational not only as a building leader but as a parent even in the district to see a guy that's always in the zone like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Um, he drove all the way out to New Jersey just to, you know, visit my school. And I said, "Wow, that must have been that must have been a long drive this morning," you know. Um, now he uh, he he kind of parlayed a trip that he was out, you know, visiting some family, and he kind of made like an you know an eastern, you know, eastern tour. And uh, we got a chance to have him. And we did a podcast with him and our superintendent. But you're right. I mean, you know, that really ties back into you know that identity, the branding, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, just wanted to thank our our sponsor as we as we go through this uh, storyboard that dot com uh, slash teachercast. Um, check them out twenty five percent off of any package purchased today. So Tom, as we uh, you know take a look at you know how do you uh, suggest that folks end the year with a PLC? I mean, because if if it's Based on continuous learning and continuous improvement, um, but there is a cycle, you know, of the school year, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where there's a beginning, middle, and end. I mean, just it just happens like that. So, what are your recommendations for PLCs as they look to wrap the year up? Well, uh, with the staff that I have, and, and kind of with the data and benchmarking that we do in our district, uh, the end of the year is really focused on uh, how we, how do we do on making our goals this year. I mean, did we work towards the goals, growth for students that we were looking for? And then also examining the data and saying, okay, what are curriculum instructional tweaks that we need to make for next year? You know, examining our data, what does it say that we still need to work on yet? What do we need to improve on? Uh, so there's always that piece there. Um, as a leadership team, uh, we come together then and we take a look at our data again and say, um, instructional-wise, is there things that we need to make changes to the schedule so that we can be one, a better PLC, and two, things that we can do to maximize instruction time for students. Uh, so we start to look at that. Then we, we kind of survey staff and find out what are we still falling short on professional learning wise? What do we need to find ways to support yet that teachers need um, so they can be better in the classroom? Uh, so we have lots of conversations like that and then start planning on, okay, what do we need to to do and support then over the summer so that next year when we come in we're ready to go. Um, so there's lots of conversations that start to look forward to next year but also it's a review of how we've done this year. So would you recommend um, a PLC session on scheduling or is that something that you do with your your leadership team you know because uh, that, that's I do it with my leadership team, but I ask them to go back and talk to the teachers in their units then, in, their, in the K-1 unit, 2-3 unit, 4-5 unit. Go back and talk to them to make sure that we're getting input from everybody and not just the leadership team. Um, so they go back and ask what's working on our schedule, what's not working uh, according to your data on students, you know, 
are there any things that we need to adjust curriculum wise? Do we need to make any unit stretches longer? Those kind of things there to find out uh, how are we doing at moving kids to mastering the skills that they need, uh, but as well as you know schedule wise things that we need to tweak and stuff like that too. Uh, recess time, you know, that's one of those things that we're looking at right now. Do we need to reduce the amount of recess time that we have to make sure we're meeting the instructional needs that we need to meet? Right. Uh, th those kind of things there, we just, I think we need to re-examine them every year. Some of them are over and over and over, but uh, we might get to a point where we decide, you know, for five years now, we've been asking the same question and we haven't changed anything. Maybe it's time to change. That's interesting because our healthy school PLC, you know, and they really work to, you know, um, like we just got a bronze medal this year for that. And, uh, you know, they, they do a lot of work to try to help us understand, like, you know, healthy eating and, you know, the different things that we have at all the events. Um, and then you, you look at uh, one of the things that they say about – because it's great because then they'll bring you the data, you know, and they'll say, well, research shows that kids do better in lunch if they go to recess first. So trying to shift that, you know, because I don't know, probably hundreds of years you've had lunch and then recess, right. you know, and then they actually come and say, well, actually, I think it would be better if you did recess and then lunch, you know, and, and that's a small thing, but I still can't even get the whole school to do it yet. <laughs> that's funny because, yeah, uh, I think it was that uh, ooh, about eight years ago when I came back to Wisconsin, we made that change. And, uh, and now every building I've been in has had recess first and then lunch. So it does it seems to work well. Kids come in with pretty good appetite. They're not rushing through their lunch to hurry up and get out to recess. Uh, right. Things like that. So it, it's been a good change that we've I've seen. That's cool. I was I was looking in the uh, chat room earlier and I saw I saw a really interesting uh, point by Kurt um, and and he talked about and this would especially be you know, something when you look at, at administration, like your first step in a PLC journey is to make sure that your administration team operates as a PLC. If you don't have that, then your rest of your work is going to be very difficult. So, you know, operating from the model the way, you know, so, um, and that's, that's difficult, you know, because when you look at, like I work in a big district, you know, 11 different schools and, you know, 60 some administrators, you know, with supervisors and vice principals and stuff, you know, that, that could be a really daunting task. But I think he makes a really good point that if you want to, if you want to model the way, you know, that that's how we should be doing it as administrators. And it's absolutely a huge factor, Spike. Uh, you know, one of the things when I was back in the Dodgeville School District, uh, we were doing the PLCs and they were going pretty well in the buildings and things like that. But I noticed at our admin team meetings, we weren't quite functioning as a PLC. And so I brought it up, and uh, we actually we went through the um, the five dysfunctions of a team training. Oh, um, that's Lencioni. cool. Uh, Lencioni, yeah, that's yeah, good stuff. It was fantastic. Uh, we took a retreat day. Actually, we took, I think, three retreat days. And uh, met in a hotel. Uh, they had a nice little conference room for us nearby. And uh, really stepped, stepped out of the offices and stuff like that. Even the district administrator, who... She has a nice conference room there, but when we go there, it's it's like we're still there at work. So right. we stepped out of that whole out of that whole thing and uh, met as a group and went through the training, and it really helped. Uh, we we opened up and we're honest with each other about some things, faced some brutal facts, and uh, but really started to function as a much better team after that training. Then uh, it is one of those things that I recommend to any team that hasn't done it. 
uh, to give that training a shot. So is that that's based off of the book? I, mean, I, I are there trainers out there that that complement the book? Is that how you did it? Um, no, we actually there's a, a a guide, a facilitator's guide kind of thing that you can order, and it uh, it walks you through the whole process. It gives you different activities to do and things like that. Um, so that you're examining each one of those pieces of the five dysfunctions. Okay. And it was really helpful. And it's definitely something I don't think you can do in a day. It, it takes a while to go through all that. Very cool. Teresa, anything else? Yeah, there's – there. Uh, Joe had started off a uh, – oh, <laughs> Joe had – the – there, there was confusion about the T-shirts, about where the people got T-shirts, and and Joe was talking about how you could get 24, 24 for forty dollars at Sam's Club, and I was like, Sam's Club? I didn't even re- <laughs> I didn't even realize that they that you could get shirts at Sam's Club, and he's like, no, five hour energy at Sam's Club. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I, but they he'll, he'll know where all the bargains are in this. That's right. <laughs> They said uh, a lot of them are looking for places because, you know, Joe was talking about sending out the T-shirts, and uh, Joe said he actually budgets about $5,000 a year for gear, and they give it all away, and he said it, it works out really well. And uh, Craig mentioned maybe putting the school um, um, the school mission statement on the shirts that you're sending mm. out. So now there's a, you know, there's a chat going on about, you know, different places that you can find Shirts, Teespring, um, Teespring.com, you know, things for just Zazzle. places like that. Zazzle, Cafe Press. Yeah. Um, so that was a good one. They're also talking about the leadership teams in school because a lot of them have leadership teams for as a as a sort of PLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're talking about how you find the leadership team and whether or not you recruit them or ask for volunteers. And um, do you have a leadership team in your school, either one of you? Yeah, yep. Um, I have a building leadership team, um, and to be honest, at the district level, I can't even count how many different uh, types of leadership teams there are, or committees, I should say. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's quite a few going on in my building. Yeah, we have a leadership team. Um, they are selected every year, and then the district provides uh, two days of like a, they, they call it summer trek, where everybody gets together from the, each of the 11 schools with our, like either seven or eight, you know, leadership uh, representatives. And <clears throat> by starting the PLCs, that's what I use, that's who I use this year as starting out, like the PLC wow. chairs. But since we, we were doing the McCrell evaluation, what I wanted, what I said to everybody, the entire staff, was that anybody can start a PLC. Anybody can, if you have an idea or if you have you know, something that you really are passionate about, um, because if you take a leadership role in your PLC, um, you know, that's only going to help you, our school, and then also on your evaluation. Um, so wow. that's, that's actually how we did start the family and community one, uh, because that, that wasn't there at the time. So I had somebody step up and, and say, you know, we need to do a little bit more than just our a regular PTA. Wow. Um, there's another, there was another small debate going, not debate, just bringing up questions about, um, you know, this, the discussion with recess. And I think that this might be a good podcast topic as well as, is, um, you know, what, what we do with recess. Is it, 
you know, do you, you know, like like Tom had mentioned, do you have recess and then lunch, or do you do lunch and then recess, and then do you pull recess for, um, you know, if you're if you're running out of time in the school day, do you do you pull recess? Do you do it um, for discipline? You know what? So there's there's uh, a yeah. little bit of conversation happening in there about that too, and there's you know it's a lot of information. So, well, I know that. Kurt Reese, I would be very surprised if he said he wanted to get rid of recess just because if you look on his Twitter handle, it is recess kickball legend. Yeah. Um, so I, I would I would be assuming that he would want to still keep that. He's actually he had to jump out of the uh, out uh, of the chat. His his one of his kids is sick, so uh, he jumped out. But but yeah, so but that you know that's another. That sounds like a yeah good good follow up yeah, discussion. I agree. So I think. Um, I think are there any yeah what what do you think well i think I think um I want to just thank our our guest uh Tom Whitford uh for coming in tonight um somebody who's very passionate about uh p l c s and 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 leadership and just a really good awesome person to know, so I definitely want to thank you Tom for coming on thanks yeah. Mike. Thank thanks you. Teresa. Oh my goodness! Thanks so much. Um, before before you head out, though, I just want to go over a couple of things. So next week, um, March thirtieth, we are having the great BYO debate. That's with Tony Sananis. He will be uh, joining us to discuss the great BYO de debate oh. as we continue to go. And that would be episode twenty four. And shout out to Tony Sananis for being named the New York State Principal of the Year. That's right. That's Elementary right. Elementary Principal. Well done, sir. Well, well done. done. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, would you like to give any shout outs to or any recommendations for people to follow on Twitter? Um, you know what? I, I've got a few here that I'll share uh, for folks that are interested in PLCs. Um, Mike Matos. Um, is a, a big one for RTI and PLCs, um, the pyramid uh, model. It really kind of comes from him, and it's at Mike Matos 65, M-I-K-E-M-A-T-T-O-S 65. Okay. Another great one, uh, Ken Williams. Uh, he's at, uh, at Unfold the Soul. Uh, Ken is truly inspirational. Uh, has some great ideas to share and things like that. He jumps into the Twitter chats quite often, um, so he'll jump in. Um, another one that I wish would tweet more, but he's still a great guy and occasionally he does, is Anthony Muhammad, and he is at New Frontier 21. New Frontier 21. Uh, those guys are big solution tree speakers and things like that. They do jump on Twitter now and then, um, and will speak with you, especially on the ATPLC chat on uh, Thursday nights. But uh, here's a few guys that are on Twitter often and uh, are great connections because they're, they're in the game like we are. I mean, they're out there doing it. Uh, Stephen Weber, he's at Curriculum Blog. Stephen shares tons of information, and he's on Twitter all the time. Great guy to connect with. Another one is John Wink. He's a principal down in Texas, and he is at John Wink 90 and then Will Weimert, real Weimert, excuse me, Will, if I'm murdering your name there. Will is a, a principal up in Minnesota, and uh, his is just at Will Weimert. 
R-E-M-M-E-R-T. Uh, all incredible guys. Um, I'd always throw up Bill Ferreter uh, at Plug Us In. Bill also has done a lot with PLCs. So, I mean, if you connect with those folks there and you have questions about PLCs, go to them. They're the gurus. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. And where can we find you, my friend? Uh, you can find me uh, probably near a pizza joint or uh, <laughs> anywhere far away from a treadmill. But uh, on the Twitters, you can find me at, at T with me. That's awesome. So um, my we got we got cut off at the very end of the yes, podcast last week, and so we didn't get to share our uh, people of the week. So I'm going to share Jessica's because she didn't get a chance to share hers, and hers is Benjamin Gilpin, who is a uh, is a an elementary principal in Michigan, and he's wonderful. So Jessica's. Um, person to follow is Ben Gilpin and I will um, it is at B Gilpin I believe hold on one second nope. oh, it's at Benjamin, Benjamin Gilpin ben Benjamin yep. Gilpin. so I'm putting it um, I'm putting it on Twitter right now and Spike why don't you go ahead next okay my person it's, it's so ironic that we got cut off last week because I was going to talk about a person I just connected with on Twitter her name is Jenry, Jenny Gerbeik and she is at Tech Girl Jenny. That's T E C H G I R L J E N N Y. She's a K 12 director of technology down in North Carolina. So, as luck would have it, or as the Twitterverse would have it, um, I was just going through my feed and I looked at a quote that she made when she was in the Ed Chat RI. Uh, I think it was actually like right before during our show, and so it was last Sunday, and I was going through everything, and I see her response to one of the questions, and I just thought it was the most poignant quote I've ever seen, and so did the rest of the world. She said, my next professional development is usually found on Twitter. It's daily. It's random. It's frequently amazing. So then… Sean uh, Junkins, who is at S-J-U-N-K-I-N-S, made one of those um, – he made a graphic, and this thing has gotten retweeted. I mean I, I was – I would say it's well over 100 and 150 times, oh, and yeah. the only – the only reason that I know that is because somehow I'm still in it because I guess I had said, you know, I love this and just mm – -hmm it kept getting retweeted and somehow my, my Twitter handle is still in there. And it was funny because I was direct messaging, messaging her and I'm like, Jenny, this thing has taken off like, like I would never have imagined. And uh, so anyway, she has definitely the quote of the week, maybe even the quote of the year, but I love that. And I even did a blog about it because I love that it's daily, it's random and it's frequently amazing. Yeah, I, I think I uh, retweeted that probably uh, five days ago, and I'm still getting retweets off of that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, before we go, Tom, and I'm going to put Spike on the on the hot seat here because he's the one who always comes up with these. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We like to do uh, with our guests 
we like to do a game called word association. And so we, <laughs> we ask you random words based on either what we're talking about or just random junk. And you get to tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. The chat room has a really good time with it. We've asked them for some comments. So we, oh, and there are a couple good ones. So Spike, go ahead and give them a few, and then I'll go ahead and give him some of the ones from the... Do you yeah. remember that I am a former college football player, and the brain damage that's been done... <laughs> you only need one word. <laughs> one word, and it's the first one that comes to you. All right. All right, All right. go for it, Spike. Common Core. Love it. Wow. Okay. Um... We Amigos. Fun. PLCs. Learning. All right. From the chat room, we have um, Farve. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another one that is uh, Principal J. Scary. <laughs> She's going to love that. She's going to love that. And uh, Reese. Uh, um, Zen Master. <laughs> I, that, it looks as though that's all. I, send, I always send out the request a couple minutes before we do it so they have a chance. All right. But, I got uh, one more. Go for it. So, you said, I got, actually, I got two more. I'm sorry. Oh, good. I, um, treadmill. Fear Factor. <laughs> And then the last one, pizza. Jimmy Casas. <laughs> they actually have good pizza out in uh, Wisconsin. Oh, they uh, they make cheese in Wisconsin. Of course they have good pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. And, you know, the, it's the mom and pop's places that you can find. Um, depends what you're in the mood for. I can steer you to some real great thin crust places. Uh, there is one of the best Chicago-style deep dish places in Wisconsin. I, I'd put it up almost against any Chicago pizza place. Wow. It's in Platteville, Wisconsin. As a matter of fact, when the Bears used to come to training camp in Platteville, Wisconsin, a lot of them would go there to get their Chicago-style pizza. Pizza wow. pizza. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know how much I really like the deep dish stuff, but I did when I was in Chicago, I did try some. Um, but of course you have like the chains out here, like Pizzeria Uno and yeah, no. uh, not the same. No, not, not at all. <laughs> if, you, if you get to Chicago, you either got to go with Lou Malnati's or Gino's East. That's real deep dish Chicago style pizza. Yeah. I don't think I got to either of those, but yeah, you probably went to Uno's and it's, it's just not the same anymore. <laughs> I mean, the original location downtown isn't bad, but Lou Malnati's and Gino's East blow it away. Nice. <laughs> I love your open and honest uh, discussion, Tom. You are awesome, man. And uh, once again, thank you so much for, for coming out tonight. Yes, thank you. Thanks for asking me to join. Oh, it was awesome. We really appreciate it. Uh, Chris Nasty says that, Spike, you need to stick up for your pizza. And uh, Peggy George says that your pizza place, Tom, almost makes her want to take a trip to Wisconsin. Nice. Chad Yen says he's about to head out, get dinner, and he thinks he's going to get pizza. He wonders <laughs> so, so you've made quite an impact on our chat room tonight, <laughs> if not for anything else in the last five minutes. But That's they're right. pretty, 
they're pretty geeked in there. They said that you were uh, that you were fantastic, and mm -hmm. and we're so so thrilled to have been able to have you on, and especially for something that you're so passionate about. So we really really appreciate it. Thanks much. Glad I could join. Awesome. So I think if we have nothing else, Spike, do you have the uh, our sponsor? Can you go ahead and give our our sponsor and then where we can find Jeff? Sure. Um, our sponsor, of course, is uh, storyboardthat.com. And we want to thank our sponsor uh, for supporting us. And our lawyer, loyal TeacherCast followers can enjoy 25% off of any package purchased today at storyboardthat.com slash TeacherCast. And as always, we want to give a big shout-out to our producer and motivator, Mr. Jeffrey Bradbury. You can find him on uh, Twitter at TeacherCast uh, for his blogs and resources teachercast.net and for his podcast teachercast.tv he is doing a pod fun campaign so consider if you like and enjoy the things that the teachercast education network is doing uh, please make sure to support him at his pod um, pod fun campaign yes folks get out and do that you can find anything on teachercast that's the truth it's the truth and he does so much for all of us so we appreciate you, Jeff, and uh, I think with that, Principal Cast out. Have a great week. <laughs>